are listening to the Favorite and Flourishing Podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Chapel. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, we are going to get into part two of Dear College Girl, and we're just going to be talking, picking up where our conversation ended. So, um, you know, if it if you haven't gone back and listened to Dear College Girl Part One, I highly encourage you to do that because this is really one conversation we had in one setting and I'm just splitting it down into each episode so you really might want to for the context but other than that thank you so much for being here and let's go was there any books you read during this phase that like one like was there a really good book that you would recommend during this transition yes so for me so the the biggest book that helped a lot was just like so um i remember sister really giving me outside this of the bible, outside of the bible. <laughs> i know i know right? look you know i was like, <laughs> I, like I, I know <laughs> i was like that bible life just, <laughs> I, I mean psalms like, i mean if you're not tapping into the bible in right. college and i feel like i spent a lot of my college years like not tapping in the way i should mm-hmm. and it was like kind of a disservice to myself, know. you know, like you you need that. That's like, should always yes. be your go-to. Like that's like, Facts. that's like what fills you up. Like when you're feeling depleted, when you need something like poured into you, like go to the yeah. Bible. Go hello. to the soul. <laughs> like hello. But no, yes. like I say hello like that because like there's been so many times where I'm like, I just need something. And I'm like, there's yeah. your Bible, Caitlin, go <laughs> get it. But no, so like that should always be your first Thing. but I think yes. there are also like very helpful books out there exactly that you can you know that you can um resource and so for me it was really like sister Miller gave me this book that talked about it was just saying 70 quotes 70 ways and oh, it, wow. it was focused on just different quotes that you could get for like every day if you wanted to look at it and so That's that was cool. a big way to look at that and it would just have things like you know how you think how you feel yeah. how, to, how to express how you feel and I think really if there's a certain area in your life if that's for identity identity mm-hmm. in Christ if that's for self-esteem is that if that's for career um that those help a lot too um yeah. also there like how to like um prayers of a godly wife like these kinds of books that get you ready right. for seasons that will come but preparing for the season that you're already in of being just being a good steward of the faith and so I would definitely recommend books that that speak to your season mm-hmm. um and also um finding like a like a book that yeah I mean the, <laughs> like just quotes really speak to me yeah um and, I love them. and and I love that and there was this book um called Gemstone um by uh it, it's Dr. Joe Hilaire um mm-hmm. and he's in Florida he lives he's in Florida pastor there um uh, with Lake Lakeland, the Lakeland Assembly and Orlando Assembly, and okay. um, he he had this book called Gemstone, and in it are different poems that God oh, wow. would give to him as he was walking outside, as he was in nature, um, sometimes during his meditation in the Bible. And in Gemstone, it just talks about this refining process, about how you know we're always still going through yeah. the fire, like God is always still pruning and and allowing us to go through this journey of Him taking away things that are unlike Him. And so you know, even in college, you start, you know how they say you go in and you come back differently, but mm-hmm. I think it's knowing you come back differently in a stronger faith in a stronger way you learn more about yourself that that god is showing you about yourself absolutely yes you know once while you're speaking one thing i was thinking of when i was going through my student teaching which Mm -hmm. is like my last semester Mm -hmm. and like so for teachers you know your last semester you're not really in classes that much you're just in the field teaching and I would write an encouraging quote at the top Mm -hmm. of the planner because student teaching was probably one of the most challenging things I ever did. There was something called EdTPA, which was Mm -hmm. a super hard project we had to submit that was just the hardest thing I've ever done. I cried so much in that process. (laughs) I really did. But, um, so that was on it. And then like, I was also just teaching and then like, 
I had a wonderful mentor teacher, but it is always kind of a slightly awkward balance to be in someone else's room <laughs> and you don't have like the autonomy of being the full teacher, but you're like supposed to be a te- teacher. Like, yeah. It's just an awkward situation. Yes. And honestly, like my, I had a wonderful mentor teacher. It just is an awkward situation. Right. So like those quotes like helped me frame my mind and I, I live by my planner, especially during that season oh, of my yes. life. I had so many things all day long. My planner was open. It seemed like, and so like anytime I needed to refocus, I could just look at that quote Yes. and then I was able to really pick out quotes that like spoke to that week. So if I knew like I was going through something really hard, like I would pick a special quote that like really spoke to me about that week. And I like that you said that because it's really so important to go find things that really are going to help you. You have to be able to identify where you're struggling and then go find things to put into that spot. Spot. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because that can speak into Mm -hmm. that. And you start to realize like, oh my, like, oh my, I was missing out on this resource that really can, you know, help me and and strengthen me. And I feel like college is one of that time where the Lord kind of starts saying like, okay, now you need to learn how to fill yourself up because I can't always fill you up. And he does fill us up a lot. But I feel like when I was young, when I was a teen, I was always waiting on the Lord to fill me up. I would wait Mm -hmm. to go to the next youth meeting to get that next fill up or like wait to have that next encounter with the Lord. And I Mm -hmm. felt like he slowly started saying, you need to transition to filling yourself up. You know, like you, you need to start looking ahead, seeing what you need and then going and finding it and be in communication with me along the way and I'll help you but you need to be able to fill yourself up sometimes yes exactly like know that okay being aware like okay my gas tank is empty I need what source is going to help me and going to that specific source and letting letting God fill you and I think it's amazing because every like they say when you take one step God is going to take two and so when you're Mm -hmm. when you're going to him and you're saying God you know this is like I want to make more time for you you know today God or God you know help me to love my enemies like God help me to forgive you know Absolutely. Um, and, and he really will come in and show you that. He really so, will. Yes. That's one of the most beautiful things about God to me mm. is if we're like seeking him, if we're really opening up to him, he will not leave us. Yes. He will come in and a lot of times like he'll really just bless us beyond measure when we just give him the chance to work. Yes. That could be a whole side episode on its own. <laughs> right. So, um, of seeking the Lord. I yes. do want to ask though, how did you really silence out the voice of others and tune into the voice of God? And I feel like this is a hard thing to do. Yes. Yes, because you're, you know, it's, it, it, and, and I feel like, you know, recently God was telling me, you know, Martin, like a lot of times people say Christ versus culture. And this oh, idea, I've never heard that, but I really like that. Yes, like that. Oh, wow. it's Christ versus culture, right? You're giving out some good one liners. <laughs> like, you guys need to have like a notepad of me writing these down. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. So good. Like, yeah and and he really hit me because i said well christ versus culture which well which one do i you know and i and i said christ i want to follow christ and then i felt like god was saying to me marlene well if you're following christ that means that he becomes your culture he is your yes, culture absolutely he becomes how you identify as you know mm-hmm. how you speak like my friend was saying like how you speak um what you wear like internally externally like how you live your daily yeah. life and so yeah. uh for me it was you know um there were t- like there are different instances where people People would try to like say to me to do certain things and I know that was against the character of God in me mm. and so for example like if it was um there was songs playing and people were dancing in a kind of way I remember in particular a classmate was like Marlene go ahead and twerk and I said the only dance I know and I started just praise uh dancing <laughs> <laughs> and they started others started laughing and oh, um, I yeah. remember she kept trying to pressure me because she knew that I was holding on to my convictions and a classmate literally said stop you know forcing Marlene like literally stood and just said stop 
forcing Marlena, you know, do that. That's not, you know, you know, that's against who she is. Good for them. Uh, and so, um, and then also when people would be like, Mar like, I remember being in the dining hall, eating chicken nuggets and drinking lemonade. And this classmate, you like know exactly what you were having. <laughs> I was enjoying my life. <laughs> I was like, this is a blessed. <laughs> I was like, blessed by the nugs. <laughs> <laughs> and this classroom was like Marlene take a hit of this and one of my classmates who's in choir with me she was just like no like um literally looked at him and said like how dare you ask Marlene that question never like ask her that again and so it was just these instances of people saying things but I think too um when people try to like put influences on who you are like yeah. so they start to attack the god-given identity you have right. um and that could be in, in di- like it could be in subtle ways, but they start to build up into this like snowball, and, and, and you have to be ready with your wall of prayer. You know, you have to be w- ready with that wall of grace yeah. to be able to push against you know those things. And so I think, like you mentioned, spending time with God helps because oh, it reminds you of who you are. You know, it helps you to roll back the curtains of where He's brought you from and where you are now. Yeah. Um. And 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 you no longer have to be a captive to when people say mm-hmm. like you're doing too much. Why do you wear skirts all the time? Or why you know uh, like you're always talking about God or um, you're calling people brother and sister and and I for me you know words have power and so when you're calling people brother and sister um, I think that intrigues them to know like why is that and like what does that mean and your your lifestyle speaks and Mm -hmm. so I think for me I know that you know God wants me to be a Christ ambassador you know you have uh, different people who are great ambassadors for, you know, these health lifestyle programs for the Greek sororities. And so it's like, they're, they know their stuff. And so I got to be ready with knowing God's word. Absolutely. That is so powerful. And I think it's really a testament to you and how you're showing your light that these people around you are saying, why would you even try to say that to her? Like who, like they're almost wanting to protect you You, and like that, that like they want to protect that, um, you know, that you just take on wanting to live for Christ. And yeah. it's almost like they're wanting to protect that because I think they appreciate that. Yes. And I think most mm-hmm. people who really seek the Lord, when they see someone who's out there living for the Lord, mm-hmm. even if it means giving up things that most people are willing to do, right. I think those people who have a true heart towards the Lord do appreciate that. And they wow. become kind of protective of that. When my yes. sister was in college, she was an exercise science major. So she worked at the rec center and yes. our campus. And some of like the boys and stuff who worked there would like kind of cuss and stuff, but they would never do it around her. Yes. And if they ever did, they would apologize to I mean, her. Yes. And she was like, I've never once said anything to them about cussing. They yeah. just picked up on how I am. And it's like, they're uncomfortable yeah. doing that around you. And I do yeah. think when you're living for the Lord, people wow. become uncomfortable doing things around you, <laughs> which is good because we don't want them doing it around yeah, us anyways. Right. But no, I think yeah. it's a testament to like, what we really are putting off Mm -hmm. and like there's maybe like radaring our holy spirit (laughs) that's like putting out this like shield of like holiness because you know when we're living to that when we're obtaining to that and we are called to be holy we're called to attain to holiness Mm -hmm. yes so when we're living that i feel like in those situations it's hard for a person to go in and go be completely defined against that Mm -hmm. because of what we're putting out and what Yes, exactly. And like talking on that, you know, and the Bible says, be holy for he is holy, you know, for he is holy. And I like how you mentioned, Caitlin, about this radar, you know, Mm -hmm. our souls, the same way when we're praying, God says he knows the Holy Spirit makes intercession for us, you know, with, with groans and utterings, like he, he's able to take the things that we are unable to even know that we need to pray about. And so our souls, even when we're just probably, you know, doing work or we're, we're focusing in class, someone is watching us and that is sending a signal to their souls that that's a Christian, like, 
that that's there's something in them mm-hmm. that my flesh is uncomfortable because the right. flesh is a war there's a yeah. war yeah absolutely <laughs> What does time with God look like for you in college? Yes, so time with God, you know, I appreciate that question. So for me, it's definitely evolved from fr- freshman year to now. Mm-hmm, I find absolutely. that, it, like, starting the day anchors you with, like... Oh, I agree. You, you, It's that center, and so I think of the will of God. Like, he's mm-hmm. in the will, and when you put him at the center of it, right. the will can turn. If absolutely. you don't, it gets friction, and it picks yeah. up all this stuff, and then there's loud noises. And so I think, um, for me, I mean, early on, I remember I, I was doing a 365-day reading on the Version Bible lab okay. and I had gotten behind and it was my spring semester of my freshman year and I remember going on a always spring yeah, <laughs> always spring I'm telling you always the spring. spring the spring be springing up spring something spring fever is real <laughs> Yeah, I was like, I'm behind, and it's on third month. It's March. Like, God help me. And I remember this trip for the band class. We were going to Louisiana, and I remember as we were driving, I just, I, I, I was catching up. I had like 50 plus days to catch up to, and other plans. And so for me, it was like, I'm gonna be anchored. This is will ne- like, God help me be anchored in you. But yes, I would say, Kaylin, that time with time with God looks like, you know, um, making sure like I. I'll have worship music playing. Um, mm. I'll definitely also make sure to um, read like seven to eight chapters a day um, and just meditate on them, pray. Um, and then also like around that time, you know, glory to God for that. Like I'll be walking to the gym and work out there. Yeah. Um, but definitely I would say like, I would say the three that I do is prayer, um, Bible reading, and then also like um, just worship. But even now during this time, I found like just journaling too. So writing down mm-hmm. a Psalms and a Proverbs oh, yeah. um, and just let like, praying about which which verse do I go to and read and then yeah, write and, yes I love that. so that helps a lot too yeah that's really awesome mm-hmm. I like that um it's just it seems like it's just gone into so many factors of your life that yes. it's not and I this is something that like I've really noticed lately in me too it's yeah. not like I had my prayer time I had my bible time and then I'm done for the day like right the goal is that it just like is intertwined in your whole life in all that you do because right. you know the bible says pray without ceasing and I, no I'm not on my knees all day praying but oh, like I should be living with God living in God all day long yes exactly and then that praying without ceasing you know I'm glad you mentioned that because it's like you're you're in constant communication yes. in communion with him yes. so you remember what he said in that verse in the morning about right. the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want and so mm-hmm. as you go about your day you start to realize whoa I don't have to want for running water or yeah. for food to be you know nice and hot or for me to for that test to come back okay like God is you know working in all these different ways absolutely. of your life so absolutely yeah it's a connection hey when you let go and trust God <laughs> you will well, just be set free yes. people will wonder why you have not a care in the world and i'm telling you like if you want true freedom yeah. just let go of whatever you hold on to and just like give it to god and leave it there that's yes. what i always do i go back and try to pick it back up like you're gonna leave it there exactly. but if you do that like you'll just have a peace beyond mm-hmm. understanding right not to be cliche but right. it's, th- these words are true exactly okay. exactly so um how did you make friends slash who did you befriend and what did you look for yeah. in that process? Exactly. So perfect. I, like literally, so in coming into college, so I knew I wanted to do band and gospel choir because this was the first time that I would be able to do both. High yeah. school, I was only able to choose between one and I chose band. And so now being in college, a lot of it was being around the same people, like with, with um, the extracurricular, so band and gospel choir. Mm-hmm. You're around, Absolutely. you know, you're praying together. Um, we would pray before gospel choir started and then after. Let me so, tell you, yeah. praying with someone will really knit your heart with them. Yes, yes. It really does. It if there's does. like... 
In fact, that's my advice. If you have someone who you Mm -hmm. have bitter feelings towards, you need to go, not just pray for them, but you need to go pray with them. And I had that happen to me once. I had actually had a situation where Mm -hmm. someone had said something really mean about me and it had gotten back to me. And I was very hurt because I counted that person a close friend. Yes. And it really hurt me. And I was really troubled in my spirit. And one day in church, I felt the Lord nudging me. The person was up getting a blessing and I felt the Lord nudging me to go pray with them. And I was like, I don't want to pray with them. I'm mad at them. (laughs) And I just like kept going. I was like, and I kid you not after that like all of those feelings just washed away that is it didn't change what happened but it let the Lord go in and heal things in a way I could never heal it. <laughs> exactly. Yes. He knitted y'all's heart together it, in exactly. love. And a threefold cord is, is never easily broken. Amen. And because I think of a braid, you know, when a braid is nicely, yeah. you know, braided, mm-hmm. it doesn't evolve. And so when you, when God knits your heart together with someone else, and I think that's a beautiful story of God's redemption power yes. because our flesh is going to feel it and our spirit too will get wounded from yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and our spirits can get revived by God's love flowing. And so mm-hmm. for me, it was really finding people who could call out things in Marley like calling out things they saw God doing in my life yeah of like Marlene I see that you have a lot of God has put joy in you um Mm -hmm. I feel like he wants to harness that joy in a certain way and then having people who would um you know ask like Marlene how are you doing you know Mm -hmm. how's your family um people if I told them like pray for my mom they would they would follow up with me on that right or when I would sit with them because even in the dining hall I I even in high school it was something I did where I would pray and say God where do you want me to sit and wow and so I gotta stop there because I've never heard of anyone doing that (laughs) And I can tell you, I've had so many times mm-hmm. where I feel like, oh, I don't know where to say. I've always been that person that has, like, friends and multiple friend groups. Yes, and I always, same. like, where do I go? Right. And yeah. But, like, that is really cool. I've never <laughs> thought of doing that. I love that you did that. Yeah. That's amazing. Because yes. I, I, you know, you grow up hearing people say they walk in the spirit, you know, talk in the spirit. Yeah. And when you start, I feel like it's, it's an exercise because as you do it, you learn, mm-hmm. okay, okay, God may wasn't. You see the outcomes of it. And so you just feel a peace when you know that that's where God wants you to sit. Or Absolutely. who does he want you? Because you could sit in a certain group, but he's, there's a certain person he wants you to sit next to. Right. Maybe your Holy Ghost is just going to, because it's like a splash of paint, you know, someone splashing paint and God mm-hmm. wants you to just, you know, splash that Holy Ghost on someone next to you and, or, and their spirit, you'll, you'll feel their spirit and be like, God will put them on your heart to pray yeah. for, or to ask Absolutely. them how their classes are going or what they're going to do for the holidays, like things like that. And so for me, it was the biggest things I look for in, for friends, really like those core groups of people who, mm-hmm. when you tell them that, um, you're, you're working on a paper, please pray for you, or you're struggling in the class, who should you go to for help? Because that's the other thing, finding people who can point you to help yes it, it's so helpful it saves it's you key. it is it is because you know um um so I, like that's something that says i asked you to touch me again you, there's he's already been somewhere and so there's people god will put in your path that's already been somewhere yeah and you can learn from them how that road was not to say that your journey is going to be the same as theirs right but you can you can be prepared pretty adventure you know in that journey Absolutely. and so um key things i look for within those friendships is how they treat others you know really points that's so important to look yeah. at if they're talking about other friends mm-hmm. with you they're mm-hmm. talking about you with other with friends, friends. Like, don't Come be on. naive and think you're the special exemption to the rule. Yes. You're not. Right. No, 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 no. Yeah, exactly. Like, if they're talking, you know, and it's going deep, it's going mm-hmm. deep, and you see people trying to stop them from doing that, but they keep going. Yeah. Like, that's key things. And how they, you know, how do they react when um, things are said negatively about them? Yeah. And and I was about to say how people step on their toes physically right. or, like, yeah. you know, emotionally. Absolutely. Um, because, and how do they treat the people that in society would say, well, you, like, okay, for example, the dining room 
workers, the people mm-hmm. who are serving our food, right. you know, when, when they're getting food from them, do they, you know, like, how do they, you know, respond? Because they, again, the same things I'm looking for in a person, I have to make sure that Mar- is Marlene upholding that. Yeah. And it checks me real quick. Like, Absolutely. yeah. And it's so easy to let, we don't mean to, but it's so easy to be with someone who does something and it rubs off on us. Yes. You know, we Come really on. have to be careful with who we expose ourselves to, you know, as Christians, we have to make sure we're choosing wisely because you know you don't want that to rub off on you heaven forbid like you were saying how you deal with people who are like serving you you know as christians we are called to be kind to everyone like there's never an acceptable situation to not be kind there's (laughs) never i mean you can be if someone's like creeping on you you can be kind and be like no thanks but you don't have to be nasty See, about yes, it you know like exactly. in every situation we are called to be kind and christ-like yes and so like if you're looking at somebody who maybe isn't kind towards people who are working and serving that could show you a lot of things about their personality mm-hmm. one but two if you're not careful that could rub off on you right. without you even realizing it yes and that's a danger. Exactly. So you gotta be you gotta be ready like against those wilds because you know bad company can correct corrupt good character. Yeah. Like one rotten apple, you know, it can because it rubs off, you know. Affect your reputation. Reputation. Too. If yes. you're hanging out with the wrong crowd, all that good work you've done to make a reputation, it takes one thing mm-hmm. to ruin it. And if you're mm-hmm. hanging out with this wrong crowd who everyone sees as something and you're not that they might just lump you right in there with it exactly and you and your light can help expose those things and it can allow them to say you know what i want to i want to turn away from the certain things i was doing and and it's just holding that standard holding that standard absolutely